Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. Hey team, welcome back to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. Another episode with Returning Face. Tony Hammond, we are here today to talk all things income protection. And you can think about this as a version two of the original income protection podcast that we did way back when, where we're going to cover income protection again, of course, and also add some new stuff in because over the last few months, you were saying earlier, Tony, that you've had some interesting case studies come your way. More on that later. Before we yeah, talk absolutely. about that. Yeah. Before we talk about that, Tony, how are you? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, business is going really well. Really enjoying it. Hey. Um, looking forward to today as well. We're cooking. Well, do you know what? Do you know what I like about our podcast, Tony? You always seize the reins and you just flip and go for it. And it's like it's like a it's like someone's just let the horses out of its traps whenever we come to talk about income protection, which is incredible, which is really, really, really good. So you know what? If we had more of the same today, I think that would make for a great episode. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much. And, and thanks. Hi, everybody. Uh, as I say, Tony Hammond, Hammond Financial. Those that don't know me, I'm a financial advisor and I specialise in providing a what I call a financial safety net for dentists. Uh, have lots of conversations with dentists, particularly around income protection. Again, thanks, James, for the original podcast. So I just thought I'd cover off again what actually income protection is. And I try to not use jargon wherever possible. So I think income protection at its core uh, it's essentially setting up your own sick pay. Uh, you think, you know, during COVID, uh, businesses that couldn't work, they were getting furlough scheme from the government, whereas if they couldn't work, they got paid. This is setting up your own furlough scheme, your own sick pay scheme, if you like. But there are many different types, and there's a bit of confusion with some of the dentists that I've spoken to, so I just really want to clear that up. Um, so different types, it's used for different things. And I think it's important, whatever you do, whether you talk to me or somebody else, that you get good qualified advice to do that um and as i said we, we, we've discussed some of it in the past but i thought i'd look at it again maybe from a slightly different perspective so if we look at a uh, an individual dentist you're typically either working as as an employee for somebody else or you're self-employed uh, maybe as a sole trader um so if you're employed, you'll get your sick pay through work for a set period of time. So whether that be one month, three months, or if it's within the NHS, you typically get a six month full pay, six month half pay. Otherwise, there's lots of other staff and other industries out there that they'll only receive what you probably heard of as statutory sick pay, uh, which currently, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty dire anyway, but it's currently only £109.40 per week up to 28 weeks so if you didn't have anything in place how would you cope with uh, 109 pounds 40 pence for a week and that's only up for 28 weeks as well so sick pay when i'm working with clients uh it, we, we're topping that up whether it's through your business uh or not and we can extend it by setting up your own sick pay or your income protection policy 
it's worth bearing in mind with this is that the average claim period, and it does depend from provider to provider, and I've looked at various different claim reports, but it, it's averaging around five to six years is the amount of time someone is paying or, or is receiving income protection. And a large part of that is due to um, for mental health. And as you'll know, James, in the mental health industry, uh, sorry, mental health in the dental industry is a lot higher than a lot of other businesses uh, for lots of reasons. So th the big question that I would ask you is what happens when your sick pay stops, whether it's through work or your own individual one? You know, How do you pay your bills? Uh, how do you make sure the mortgage is repaid or your rent or your car or school fees, whatever it may be? If your income stops, what do you do? And that's where this this comes in. So I blend in the income protection to start when the work sick pay stops. Typically, with most of them, you get up to 60 percent of your taxable income. Um, I've gone through an exercise many times with clients. If you go through it yourself, look through your bank statements and look out what you're actually spending and what you have to spend. So that that 60 percent of your income covers pretty much most things for most people. So uh, that's what it's designed to do. It's not designed to pay you 100 percent of everything because it wants to incentivize you to get back to work. So the industry standard is around 60 percent of your income uh, if you do it through your personal name. And out of the standard protection insurances that I do that you've heard me talk about before on the podcast, Income protection is statistically, he says, putting his teeth back in, is statistically one of the most likely insurances uh, uh, that's to be claimed. And yet there's still loads of people out there that don't have cover. They either think that they can cope with it or they've got their savings that they'll pay uh, if they're off work. I don't know about you, but I don't want to pay my, use my savings for something like that. Um, but I've looked at a risk calculator this morning before I came on. And I, I sort of plucked out the figure, an average dentist I'm saying is 40 years old. So whether I'm right or wrong, but just bear with me, 40 year old non-smoker. Statistically, they've got a 34 percent chance before their retirement age of being unable to work for one month or more. Uh, so that's a massive risk. So a third. So when I say statistically, this is the one of the ones that you're going to claim the most. Um, there's lots of uh, data there to back that up as well. So hence why I think it's I'm reiterating it again, it's really important. So if you're self-employed, uh, in my opinion, you need to have your own sick pay policy. Um, so we've said what happens if you're unable to work? Who's, who's going to pay for the locums if you can't work as a dentist? Who's going to pay for that? Um, how will your family survive financially uh, if your income stops? I've talked about savings. How long will that last? So don't leave it to chance. Get a quote, whether it's through me or somebody else, and it's probably a lot cheaper than, than you actually realise. Um, also, in my conversations with dentists, I know that many dentists have their own limited company. So lots are a sole trader. So the income protection would be in the personal name. But there's loads out there that have their own limited company. And that's whether they're an associate working at somebody else's practice or they actually run their own practice or practices. Um, the good news is that if you've got your own limited company, you can put your sick pay uh, and your staff sick pay, if you want to look at that element as well, you can put that on expenses. So you can offset it against tax. I've talked about it before in more depth, but this is the executive income protection. So the business pays for it um, and you can offset, the business can offset the premiums against tax. It's it's fairly new type of income protection, two, three years old out there now. 
So while there may be many dentists out there have taken an income protection policy when they qualified, you know, you get the people coming in um, to the university and, and setting these things up. Very few of you will actually have an income protection policy. And I think it's only right and proper that you should review, as you've said to me, and to James, you know, it's about keeping modern, keeping up to date where you're at. Uh, and this is making sure you've got the, the most appropriate policy for you and it's still fit um, uh, for, for what it's meant to be doing. Um, so a dent the difference in this type is that a dentist or their staff can claim up to 80% of their taxable income rather than the 60% of it was in your own name. So if they're unable to, uh, to work for any reason, including mental health. Um, very importantly on this type of, of policy, uh, you can also add on your national insurance contribution. So as a limited company, you've still got to be paying those whether you're in work or not. And also very importantly for the future, uh, it's about paying your pension contributions. So both of you, you can include both of those to be continued to be paid if you're off sick. Um, and the business pays the, the premium and the employee then gets up to that 80% of their income and whether they, opt, they go for the option of the national insurance or the pension contributions they get that through their PAYE as usual. Um, and having compared many, many policies for clients over the years, uh, whether you take it in your own name or the business, every single time so far, it's always been better value for the client if they're able to put it through the business to do so for the reasons that I've mentioned. And I think this time of year is the right time to look at it. And if you're anything like me, it's about making, we were talking about this before, about making your shoulds a must. This is the time of year where I think you should be planning for your future, making sure you've got everything right and setting up to get these things in place. So now's a brilliant time um, to do that. So whichever route is right for the client circumstances, whether they're employed, self-employed, that they have the choice of using what the right deferred period is for them. So how long do they have to be off sick before they can claim? So that will depend whether you're being paid by the business or not on your savings. So typically you can get one month before you start to get uh, before you can claim three months. I do a lot of three months, six months or 12 months. And if you're working with the NHS, quite often you get six month full pay, six month half pay, as I said. And then this can kick in after that. And the longer the deferred period, the cheaper it is. Also, it's on how. So if you're off sick, how long is it going to pay you for? So I said earlier on that the average claim is around five to six years, but there is a budget option that will pay out for one or two years. The difference between the two, there's not that much in it. So I very rarely, if ever, do a one year. So it's either a two year or up until your retirement age or when you can return to work. So those are the options you have. So everybody is going to be different, different individuals. So we can set up the right policy for them dependent on their circumstances. And the longer the deferred period, as you would imagine, and the shorter the claim period, the cheaper the premium. So this way, we've got plenty of flexibility for everybody to have the right policy for their circumstances and budget. And as long as they're an employee of the business and they've got a, they've had a GP for two years, that's some of the main criteria, then, then we're good to go. Um, one of the other things that I've talked about in the past is about there are several brilliant value added services with most policies so such as access to a british gp 24 7 um 
I don't know if you if you've got children, but if you're like me, children tend to be sick and poorly either in the very early hours of the day or at the weekend when you can't access a GP, sods law, whatever you call it. Where this way you can just speak. Um, I've, I've done it once myself, and within ten minutes I was speaking to a, a GP. Um, but sometimes it can be up to a couple of hours. But anyway, it's a brilliant service. One that's also another one that's really really important and use that myself uh, or with my family is a second opinion service so it doesn't have to be cancer but let's just say it's cancer for example what peace of mind would it give you if you can go to the top consultant in that particular area the oncologist in that area worldwide and get the diagnosis first of all um, clarified and make sure that they agree with that but also the treatment and there's many, many circumstances where the second opinion have actually changed the diagnosis, but also changed the treatment as well. So I think these things are available. A lot of I've talked to so many people, James, where they have a policy, but they don't know they have any of this available to them. So by providing a review with me, whether you've got this insurance already, happy to see what you've got and let you know if there's uh, what you available to you. But if there's anything that um, you want to get um, improved as well. Um, also, we touched on some of the the, the confusion at the beginning uh, and with um, conversations with, with some of the dentists uh, since my last podcast, James, there's been some confusion around something called key person income protection, which we have talked about briefly. But essentially, the difference between the key person income protection and the normal income protection that we talked about, whether that's done in an individual name or through the executive income protection through the business, the income protection, they're, they're aimed at providing a sick policy directly to the client, uh, the individual, where the key person income protection is very different. It's designed to pay the business. So um, uh, the main reasons for a claim would be, for example, to, for the business against the financial impact of that employee becoming ill or injured. Uh, they could use that to hire a temporary replacement uh, it could be to protect their proportion of the profits if they're off work for a while um, or to help if, if they've got loan repayments uh, that they're responsible for. It will pay for that as well. So just to clarify, it's the business that takes the insurance out and the business that is paid the money, not the individual um, for those things. The premiums are very similar because you're still insuring that individual for their circumstances. But it's really getting an understanding of what you need. Is it to have an income um, or is it to make sure that the business can continue and pay for things um, if you're not around? Uh, and sometimes it could be right to have both, depending on the size of the business and things like that. But hopefully that will, will clarify the confusion for some. That So business key person income protection, it's ensuring the business, they get paid, not the individual. The other ones, it's about setting up their own sick pay. Um, so even though they have a similar name, they do very different things. Um, so I just thought that was that was important that, that we sort that out. And as I say, with my clients, it's understanding their priorities and, and what's right. So sort of to summarise where we've been at with it so far. So income protection can help individuals, whether that be sole traders or employees of a limited company in the business itself. As I say, if you already have an income protection policy, I'm very happy to review it for you for free of charge. And I can make sure it's still relevant to you and for your circumstances. Um, as you've heard me say before, I can help businesses 
provide um, a sick pay, as we've just discussed today, also a death in service and private medical you've heard me talking about before. So I can help you set up those benefits packages for yourself and for your staff. First two of which you're able to put on expenses, as I've mentioned before. So that can have, um, if you've got that benefits package available to yourself and your staff, that can have a massive impact on helping attract and retain the right staff. And especially in dentistry, you know how difficult that can be. There can be some black holes in areas of the country where dentists may not necessarily want to go. This can help that, help improve the culture, um, all of which can help a practice owner meet the CQC's well-led key line of inquiry or the domains, as it's going to be called, coming next year. So it's, it's meeting all of those sides of things that you need to be looking at as well. Um, so look after yourself, look after your staff and provide a financial safety net for you and your staff is in essence is what I want to say today. How's that? Cool. That is top stuff. And you know what, Tony, it was interesting because I know we were talking off, off camera and I alluded to this at the very start of the podcast, but you said that there was a few interesting situations i suppose that you came across and maybe 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 you covered these a little bit already i know you covered one there from what i heard yeah. was there was there more as well that, that, that was the main one i think it's understanding uh, and because i do it every day i understand the different types of income protection i don't expect everybody else to do so um i think that there is con- some confusion out there with the different types and different providers providing different things um hence why i'm saying it's important to make sure you get qualified advice to take you through that um and the difference about are you insuring the person or the business and that's where i, I, I have been getting some um dentists talk to me about and there, it, there's a slight confusion around the criteria uh and that's that's really why i've touched on it so the key person income protection is the business the others it's in essence a very similar product it's just whether you pay for it yourself or the business pays for it um, but I try to keep everything without jargon in. <clears throat> Talk to me. Um, I'll say what it does. Um, and rather than just try to blind you with science, that a lot of providers can hit you with and jargon if you're not careful. And you can get lost in it. No one wants that, do they? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, you know what? We like to keep these podcasts punchy and impactful. Just one more thing before we run things off. I'm curious to know, in your experience, what are the most common areas that people get caught out in and what I mean by that is maybe they think they're insured but they're not quite insured for the thing that they expected things along those lines what are the most common issues that you come across on that front um I think income protection is very undersold and as I've said it's really important that people have that um people often also think well I've got life and critical illness and we touched on critical illness last time critical illness is massive market but it can vary between i think it's 34 conditions or 174 conditions so you get what you pay for so it's really understanding what you have so i call critical illness cancer insurance but depend on the provider and which policy you have sometimes it will pay out it won't pay out for every cancer and it's really understanding what you have hence why having regular reviews understanding what you've got but with a lot of it it's about blending them all together so you can have a little bit more of one and a little bit less of the other but it's understanding that it's right for you and your circumstances you know if you've got children now when you took out the policy in the early days you might not have had kids 
Um, and therefore, your needs today are different from what they were. Um, so it's reading the small print, but getting somebody else really to cut through all of that and tell you what you've got and make some suggestions, what you might not have thought of. Um, like if you have kids, I mean, I, I haven't talked about that, but, do, you know, do you have a will? Um, what about the guardianship? That's the place to do it is in the will. But then if the kids, goodness forbid that, you know, you're not around and they have to go to your guardians, how are the guardians going to afford to look after the kids? It's all those sorts of things. So I often start off a conversation in one area. And then once we're in and we talk about the client circumstances, it leads on to many others. But at least at the end of the day, you then can make a decision based on knowledge. Uh, and that's what's most important. Make sure you've got the knowledge and you're happy that you know what you've got and it's ticking all your boxes. So you've got that financial safety net, which I keep on about every time. Boom. Thanks as ever, Tony, for your time today. Looking forward to having you back on the Dennis Who Invest podcast super soon. Wonderful. Lovely to speak to you all. Thanks for the opportunity, James. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly. Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.